Welcome to the Suburbs. I'm Kim. I'm Juice. And, and this, this is, is Suburban Pod. Pod. We're just two bougie Negroes trying to figure out how to express our blackness in white spaces. Follow us on Twitter at Suburban Pod. And follow us on Instagram at Sub underscore Urban Pod. All right, enjoy. Yo, I saw you listen to the playlist. I did. It was a good ass playlist. Yeah, I guess. But <laughs> I listened to it. Uh, I think the night before we went out of town, because I was already in my feelings and shit. So I was just like, let me just <laughs> let me just embrace this shit. Be further in my feelings, I guess. <laughs> but no, it's a good ass playlist. I was like, oh, this is so cute. Oh, I also realized why I decided to tell you that day. Like, when you text me and you were like, yo, you want Jamaican food? I was thinking, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, she bay. <laughs> I have bay tendencies. And you brought it. I was just like, I think I love her. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, is this a sign, bro? Should it, I tell her? It wasn't hidden like I wanted it to, but it was still good. But it's like, it's still crazy. Yeah. Because all I do is sleep all day. And then last night I slept. That's what's doing it. You're sleeping all day. But then I couldn't go to sleep yesterday because it's going to sound bad. I didn't drink any alcohol. Mm. So I was up till 7 o'clock in the morning. That's why if you look at my timeline, I tweeted all last night. Do you normally, how many, how many drinks do you normally have when you get off work? Is it less than a six pack or more? Uh, so it depends on what I'm drinking. Like if I'm drinking, like I had three the other day. That's why I have, including that one, three left of the six pack. Mm-hmm. But I was like, yo, I, like I was exhausted too, and I was just like, man, I'm fucking. And then I just had so much shit on my fucking brain, and then I had a, uh, I had to get my hair cut. And then I knew we had to do this, and then I had to go to work. And I was, I guess I was just like, (laughs) 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 on edge. And then it was like, like, we usually put it out today, and I was like, yeah, it has been a weird week. I think I'm still just like readjusting, yeah, processing, and then just like readjusting from the weekend. Which the weekend helped, but I don't know. My days have all been just running together lately. I'm always up like. What the fuck day is it? <laughs> like that's that's how it was today. If it wasn't for my phone, I would never know what fucking day it was. Like, um, yeah, like I just, and then plus now, like I'll just throw myself into plotting and planning on how to take over the world. Yeah, I do that too. I've been like that's when I had the idea because I I needed to get out of the house Monday. So I was like, I'm going to go to the store house. And then I was like, maybe I should accomplish at least one thing while I'm here. Yeah. So I went there. And uh started at Poor House, like, because I, I was, like, just getting a drink. And then this group of 25 people just walked in. And they all had tickets. And I was like, how the fuck do I get a ticket so I can get a free drink? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but they all knew each other. 
So I don't know what was going on. You never know, though, in like restaurant bar situations, like what's going on. Yeah. With that kind of stuff. Because we get a lot of people that come in and get free meals. Yeah. <clears throat> and then they always have those uh, secret like customer things. Like menu. No, like uh oh, like secret shopper. Yeah. Oh, they have those restaurants and places like that too. Yeah. But they, I mean, they knew they were coming. That's why they were fully staffed on a Monday. Mm-hmm. So when I was just sitting there, they were all just chilling, just waiting on the waiting on the crowd. Yeah. But and then I met some guy. He was like at the general store. I guess he was one of the top guys. Stuff I was in, I was wearing, of course. Uh, our gear because stay promoting i got i still have not figured out what i want to stick my um my patch on oh it's still just in my car like tucked away neatly in my glove box just waiting on the perfect garment (laughs) i also have a vinyl sticker for you that my mom made oh uh her cricket because stay crafty is apparently uh a woods family tradition (laughs) But yeah, so uh, he was like, "So you were the Spurman podcast?" Like, yeah, co-host. What's up? I didn't say what's up. I was like, "Yeah, I'm a co-host." <laughs> what it do, baby? What it do, baby? <laughs> and then, uh, so he was like, "Yeah, I always see all stuff." And, like, you ever know when somebody's lying to you? But you're like, he's like, "Yeah, I always see all stuff. I don't watch it all the time." I was thinking, watch it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I mean, well, I guess the IG. Okay. Live. We did. Do we it. just started doing that though. Yeah. Like, I we've mean, only done it like two or three times. He had clearly seen, like, he was trying to piece everything together. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. At least he knew, you know, the name. Respect. Yeah, I'm gonna do a post like that though when I go to Lamontophonics on Friday because it's Friday. The 13th. I'm so mad I can't go. I know to I was that gonna shit. say we should go, but then I forgot about your motherfucking schedule. I was I was really looking forward to that and their last show, so that's why like anytime I see Tara post something, I'll just retweet uh, it or read it. Yeah, because like I'm, I'm mad. I can't wait. She misses me. She's like, I'm gonna hug you so fucking tight when I see you. I was like girl i can't wait <laughs> gonna cut this part out but she got the yams out okay yeeks. <laughs> <laughs> like okay get it <laughs> Jesus calls them yeeks <laughs> uh, but uh yeah so if you're listening to this on friday the 13th uh then they have a show tonight at the camp this is going to be a Friday the 13th episode. I'm going to try to get a Friday the 13th um, tattoo. My brother always wanted one because he was born on Friday the 13th. Yeah. I'm going to do that. I really want to get my grandmother's name tatted on my other hand. But. Do it. I mean, I will. Just not until I have the money. You know. <laughs> this is my granddad's tattoo. Poor. Yeah. The coordinates. Your brother has it too, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. get her um her middle name, which is Lucille. That's a that's an old nice ain't name. it? It's <laughs> very classic but real cute. Um Yeah. That's also the name of my truck. Really? Yeah. Lucy, she's red. Shut up. I swear to God. That's funny. 
Um, <clears throat> speaking of Lucy, man, yesterday we had a mini tornado. Oh my God, <laughs> we did. And the day before. Yeah. So I got, I was driving to work when it got bad. And wind was just knocking shit over left and right. And I was on university and church. Did she, did she get hit? She, she avoided the damage till I got there. I got out of the car and wind hit my fucking truck uh, door and it went the other way. So, so it like blew it open. No, it blew it the opposite way it was supposed to go. Like an umbrella when, Oh my God. And I straight had to call State Farm, and they were going to investigate. I was like, bitch, it's <laughs> it's shit going on everywhere. You can clearly see that science is happening right here. Look at the radar. Yeah, but no, Monday, or was it Tuesday? Pay me. Damn. You see what I mean? Yeah, like it, it caved in. Yeah. I'm, um, not, I'm probably going to have to get a new door. Tuesday, it stormed out of nowhere. Yeah. Damn. Because it hit me and Jen as we were getting to work. Yeah, Tuesday stormed out of nowhere and so much was going on. On Y'all had a double on Tuesday and it happened like literally during my break. And I was like, this is the worst shit ever. Like, why would this happen now? I'm trying to get shit done. So I was on university and one of the Transformers had blue. Yeah, yeah. Actually, Everything a couple Transformers on University Blue. And then it happened again yesterday. Like, I saw so many, like, Traffic maintenance guys out, out, like, looking at the Transformer boxes. I was like, damn, why didn't we know about this? Like, And then when I was pulled into work. The I lightning had, was crazy. I was on church. I crossed University. And it was raining so hard that I literally could have been driving with a blindfold. I was like, it's no way. And you know, like. I hate that when you can't see. All the Ugh. all the construction around work. I was like, I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, yeah. I ain't going to make it. I was literally just like, just let me make it back to work on time. That sucks, though. When you, I know. You got to be in the motherfucking storm and you, the only thing you can worry about is work. And who wants to die at work? <laughs> Bro. Literally. <laughs> I'm just like, I don't know if I should have stayed at work doing this shit or not, but take my chances. <laughs> Bro, if I was dying at work, I would literally crawl out in the middle of the street <laughs> just to make sure we like, no, nah, I didn't die this motherfucker. <laughs> I did not die on the clock. <laughs> but yeah. They um, ain't gonna get me. <laughs> that's Alabama weather for but I really wanna know where that blew in from because the the storms that were happening, um, that were happening like around the Gulf or whatever. That was last week, a little over a week ago. Yeah. So I'm uh, just like, where did this come from? But you know, it's been a couple of uh, microbursts in the last couple of years, like where it just come in and do a whole bunch of damage, and then it's just it's uh, like because it was literally on Tuesday. It was literally like a 30 minute storm. Yeah, like um, I guess a month ago, right before Wendy's birthday, one of those came and knocked her sign out at her office yeah and they just put it back up it's been it's global warming is real once again because we had we already had a rainy ass fucking summer like us we had a stormy summer we have not had a stormy summer like this i think i know for sure in our adult lives Mm -mm. and i don't think in our childhood i remember a summer being this this rainy Mm -mm. like I keep saying, like, now I can bank on it raining on 4th of July. Yeah. Now, it, 
for the most part, it always used to rain on Fourth of July. <clears throat> but now it's definitely gonna rain oh, on Fourth like, of oh, July. Yeah. It's going down. <laughs> like there's no, there's nothing else that's gonna happen if it's not gonna rain. You can only hope that it'll clear up by like seven or eight. When right. It gets dark. So you can still light your shit up. But yeah, it's global warming is real. Um, I don't even think we can reverse the damage like people keep trying to warn us about. Like if we don't do something in the next, you know, amount of months or years. <laughs> if we don't do something in the next six days, we're not gonna be <laughs> reverse this shit. I feel like the damage has been done. Yeah, we're fucked. But like why don't we have the technology to emit shit into the ozone to like rebuild it? <laughs> that sounds like some space age shit. Why though. don't we have that yet? Like why can't they send whatever molecules to the ozone layer to protect it let's until our, until we can get our shit together? Let's get our pseudoscience back. Let's call the Jetsons. <laughs> like, bro, why hasn't Elon Musk figured this shit out? <laughs> let's call the Jetsons and see what they got to say about this. But, I think it's because it's shit. I think, it, I mean, I ain't no scientist or nothing, but I think we were fucked since we were born. Mm-hmm. It's been too much shit that. I feel like even before that, because ever since I feel like the textile industry came into play and everything was becoming like mass produced. Yeah. And and like as time went on, demand is higher and turnover rates for things. People want things immediately. Like. But it's just like when they a couple of weeks or well, a couple of months ago when they had that thing going around of people talking about uh, climate change in like 1903. Yeah. Like people have known about this shit. It's just we act like we're brand new now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not I, when people started talking about global warming. I'm like, there's no way that this is just like came out of nowhere and suddenly we're fucked it's a hoax right like it, it has to be the last person i'm gonna trust uh but somebody saying it's a hoax is uh he who should not, not be, be named yeah i was gonna say bruh that nigga don't know shit about shit we didn't even talk about the sharpie thing last week what sharpie thing you didn't see that shit where he said that uh alabama was gonna get hit with the storms no, so when you sent me the list of what you wanted to talk about, I was like, I literally know about like maybe two or three of these things. <laughs> okay, so uh, we were going through serious shit last week, so that makes sense. But yeah, so in storm preparation, uh, they, for the most part, nobody had ever said that Alabama was going to get hit, like the bottom of Alabama. When they A couple of weeks ago, they were saying maybe some Alabama would get hit, like Mobile and shit. But most meteorologists were like, yes, that's not going to happen. So nobody seemed to have told the president of the United States that. <laughs> and so he was determined to be like, yeah, uh, Alabama's going to get hit too. Come to find out that uh, they had came up with displays and matches of everything with uh, the storm path. And... <laughs> I gotta pull up the picture. So you can clearly see on the storm thing that um, the the storm path is not going anywhere near Alabama. But Trump <laughs> decided to uh, uh, I guess edit his own information. And this is what happened. 
um, things. Those are the actual storm things. You mm-hmm. see that black circle over there at the end? It it looks like it's a sharpie, doesn't it? Yeah. So uh, he did an iPhone markup. <laughs> markup with the no. They think he literally put, put it a on sharpie. The, on yeah. a piece of paper. Oh my like because he's holding the display. I guess I should have showed that one. Wow. So the reporters are like, uh, what is up with like the the black it, it looks like a Sharpie. He's like, I don't know anything about that. And so he doesn't back off from it. And James Spann, the uh weather dude down in Birmingham, was like, The storm is not coming to Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> like he's like, I'm not a political person, I'm apolitical, but it is not coming anywhere close to Alabama. And one of the National Weather Service services come out and say that Trump was right. And the Alabama Weather Service is like, y'all motherfuckers just threw us under the bus. And y'all are lying to change this information. Yeah, I'm surprised you didn't see any of that. That no, was like a huge I thing. <laughs> I did not. And then also our governor. Okay. <laughs> uh, uh Fellow Auburn alum, I'm just going to throw that out there, (laughs) Uh, did blackface when she was at Auburn because, you know, that's how it goes down in the plains. Oh, no. Did you hear about that? No. I don't. Listen, I just can't. It's too much. Yeah, she did it back in the 60s. It's too much. Don't depress me At Auburn University. (laughs) At Auburn. It happened at Auburn. She spoke at my graduation. So yeah, somebody was in blackface. Get <laughs> your graduation. I thought she was so cool. Did you really? She so, I almost said a bad word. She almost talks she like gave a, a really good speech. She which, almost talks like a a word that we don't say anymore. <laughs> that starts with an R. <laughs> she gave a real. She gave a really good speech. I don't know. It could have just been the moment, like me being done with school and just finally being it's excited. Like, like, you know what? You're right, bitch. You're right. <laughs> uh, Terry Swool did ours. <laughs> our black congressman, congresswoman in Alabama. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. She did ours. So, yeah. Endo first. Y'all probably had a dope ass graduation. That shit was lit. We didn't get out that bitch to about 9 30. Oh, no. See, Auburn does um, timely events. Yes. And also, I had a December graduation. So there was um, three ceremonies total that day. So they were get in, get out, get in, get out, get in, get out. I had a May one. So niggas Yours was, was in their bag. <laughs> niggas like, was in there for three hours. Yeah. It's like, yep, we going to turn up. No, my graduation was over in an hour and 15 minutes. I wish. But, yeah. So, I wanted to uh, title this uh, episode uh, Sharpies and Darkies. (laughs) (laughs) That's a good one. But, uh, yeah. So, it's a lot of crazy shit going on. A lot of gang gang shit. Yep. Um one what else did you do this weekend though? We were talking about weekends for a little bit. You went to poorhouse and stove house. Uh on your day off. 
that was it? For the most part, yeah. Because I did do something else. I can't remember what else I did, though. Yes. And my days running together, too, dog. Mm-hmm. Um. Well, that's good. No, I, um, everybody is really liking your post. So I think that that's the thing we need to do. We like hit local spots. <clears throat> and also another thing I, I did that, uh, had an instant repay about was I straight up have started stealing people's hashtags. On <laughs> Which has it like podcast hashtags? I'm like I'm tagging us in Mississippi podcast. <laughs> I'm tagging us in Birmingham podcast, Nashville podcast. Tag us in the shit that where we get our listens. That's why, like, that's another account. But yeah, so I've been updating hashtags, <laughs> and I'm just going. I'm coming to your city, and I'm stealing that shit. <laughs> it's mine for the taking. Every time I come around your city, bling bling. bling. <laughs> <laughs> so I tagged us in the Birmingham podcast. <laughs> And then the Birmingham podcast listened to our podcast and shouted us out in their podcast. They did. That was really dope. Yeah. So the tipping point, T-H-A-T-I-P-P-I-N-G point, all one word, you can find it on uh, iTunes. The tipping point. And uh, Spotify, yeah. everywhere else. That made me happy when you sent me that. I was like, oh, people... They fuck with us. us. <laughs> <laughs> what it do, baby? <laughs> um, but yeah, and then oh, we got reposted by Stovehouse. Um, people have been hitting me up saying they like everything, and it does something. We're especially doing when you're, good. especially when you're feeling down, you're like, okay. yeah, it does. Like that, really. When you sent me that, I think it was I had just got back. Or was it Monday night? Was it Monday night? Yeah, it was Monday night because it was right after the stove house thing too. Yeah, it was. Um, the combination of it might have saved me. <laughs> I was, I had already been off work because I didn't have to do a double that day. I don't know what I was doing, but I was just in my room. You sent me that and I was like, oh, people like us. They fucks with us. <laughs> people like us so cute so yeah that's dope man we out here i really also like i need to pull my weight a lot more and i'm trying i'm trying i told you that i was a little cloudy right now but i really want to do like a lot more with us um as far as just like helping you out and like keeping everything together because i know you're doing a lot and I know a lot of people assume that I ain't doing shit. Like a lot of people were just like, <clears throat> "What Kim do? Do you even know? Like, you know how it uploads? Do you even?" I'm just like, "Bitch, <laughs> <laughs> leave me the fuck alone." Um, I ain't yeah. ask you to fuck with me, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> My response, um, no, like I need to, I need to do better. I need to do better. Once I like really come back to myself. Cause I feel like I'm getting there. Like being around my cousins this weekend really helped. Um, but once I come back to myself, I feel like I could be more, more hands on and whatever. I think I've still just really been sad now because, like, now that my grandmother has been buried, now I'm thinking about like my mom and how she's taking it, and I know that 
she's having a hard time like she doesn't she doesn't show it like explicitly but she has been like checking in on me and my sister way more than she used to like I've gotten three or four texts from her in the last couple days like you okay you all right and I'm like I'm good you know just at work but then it just makes me wonder like well are you asking me that because you're not okay and then I I don't really know what to do because like how do you console your parent yeah it's it's, I don't I'm not good I don't I'm not good at that like, <laughs> like I will give hugs and stuff, but I don't know. I I don't have the words. Like when my mom's dad died, and that was her last parent. Um, on the outside, she seemed to be okay, but it was. I didn't know how to do it either, but I don't know. It I don't know how to do it either. Like that shit is wild. And then also, I'd be thinking about what the fuck am I gonna do when that shit happens? Yeah, like it, when your when your grandparents die, and you have to think about like what your parents might be thinking or feeling. It just it immediately makes you think about like what you would do in that situation, and and that means that you literally have to think about your parents dying. Yeah, and I hate that because to me, I don't know why I think this way, but. I just always felt like grandparents will never die. Like, I just felt like grandparents are eternal. I I don't know why, but I always felt like I could, I could handle my parents passing more than I could handle my grandparents passing for some reason. And I don't, I think maybe it's because we had distant relationships and they've just always been, they, they were the parents that were the ones that spoiled you. Right. I don't know. I don't know. I just the grandparents just have that forever feeling. I guess it's different for me because for the most most of my life, I only had one grandparent. All my other grandparents were dead, but I also had my great grandparents in my life until I was in high school. Like three of my great grandparents were still alive when I was in high school. They outlived their kids. My great grandparents. So. My great granddad on the same side was around until I was, I don't know, I was very young, but I remember him. And then um, my great grandmother on the same side, she had, or one of them, she had already, she passed the year that I was born. That's the one who lived to be 113. She passed the year that I was born. She passed in 88, and my mom was really close with her. Um, but like and my grandma died when my mom was pregnant with me her mom and that's another thing too like and i've said it before but i feel like deaths in family is always like flipped by like a new birth Mm -hmm. like when somebody dies somebody else is born and you know what's funny is when we got to my cousin's house on um on friday night it was a pregnancy test on the kitchen table and I was looking around. I was like, "Who pregnant?" <laughs> so, um, but they they just had a baby. They, they literally had, what it do, baby? <laughs> no, they just had a baby, like two month old type situation. So, damn. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But um, are you? Oh, never mind. We ain't gonna talk about. 
Hold uh, your horses, guys. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So but that. yeah, that's true because the month after my granddaddy died, my my niece was born. So, yeah. That always does seem to happen too. Yeah. That I feel like that's that's part of the and circle she, of life. And my Deshaun <laughs> was born the year that my uh my great granddaddy died. It literally never fails. Somebody passes and either within like a couple weeks or a couple months, somebody finds out that they're pregnant or somebody actually gives birth to somebody. It was three deaths in my family when I was, when my mom was pregnant with me. And then the day I was born, my cousin died. Wow. And then my uncle on my dad's side and my grandma died the same week. I wonder if that's like one of those life things. It's just one of those like life balance things. It's like, we know you might be grieving, but also here's a new life to celebrate. Like here's something to kind of soften the blow. Yeah, I can see that. The pessimist in me is also like, because we got big ass fucking families. That's bound. That's to another. <laughs> somebody gonna be pregnant at some point. Oh, somebody. Somebody. Fuck <laughs> <it>. <laughs> <laughs> oh fuck! Oh, another thing too is like. So a part of the reason why like this, like my grandmother passing has made me so sad as opposed to like my grand, like I was sad when my granddad passed. I'm not gonna like act like I wasn't, but I don't know. This one just hits different. I don't know if it's just like the fact that now both of them are gone and it just feels heavier. I think, I don't want to stop you, but I think that's part of it too, because I never, like, when you grow up with a grandparent that's not alive your whole life, you don't ever think about the fact of, like, I never thought about my granddaddy being with my grandma. Yeah. So, when he died, it was like, they're together. And it was like... Uh-oh. Sorry. <laughs> you secretly recording me? <laughs> I, was, I always do a little snippet. But, yeah. Uh, so, when he died, that's why I keep uh, a picture of them in my uh, truck. Because it was like, it was just weird. Thinking that now they're together. My whole life they haven't been together. So it was weird. So I think. Yeah. And what's crazy oh. is my. um My grandmother. She first of all just like. Shout out to black women. Period. But especially like black women from back in the day. So like just being at the funeral. My grandmother raised like three to four generations of kids. Uh, just the way that families are set up and sometimes parents are just not ready and they, you know, grandparents who step in because parents are unfit and yada, yada, yada. But my grandparents, my grandma has been there for so many generations of our family. Um, And I always thought and just knew that she was just like strong as fuck, number one, because she gave birth to nine children um one of them died in a house fire Mm. um so overcame that and you know what i'm saying like still had a flourishing life but she didn't want to be buried next to my granddad she wanted to be buried with her family that's that's some old black shit that's some old black shit like because all my i don't think any of my grandparents well my mom's parents are buried together but the rest of them they're all buried in their family uh, on the family plot. family church cemeteries yes and usually yes. the family churches are 
from slavery. Yeah. Like, yeah, those yeah, churches. yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's some old black ass shit. Yeah. Here's another question. This is kind of unrelated. Um, in y'all hometown, did they do the thing where it's one pastor that goes to different churches on alternating Sundays? Mm, I don't think they do that because, for one, it's not that many churches. Like, in Pope Gibson, Mississippi, <laughs> they do that. Like, I don't know who the pastor is now, but Reverend Dorsey, shout out to RIP Reverend Dorsey, used to go to one church on a Sunday, then another church on a Sunday, a ne- the next Sunday. A floating pastor situation. Yeah. And that's that old plantation shit of... They might, but I don't think so. Not not at their church. I know that they had uh, one pastor for at least a couple decades, and they finally got a new pastor um, a couple years ago. But uh, for the most part, <laughs> James Chapel has been the only church in Barlow Bend, Alabama. Barlow Bend, Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I don't know about no floating pastors. I don't know who just be floating around Barlow Bend, but I don't think so. But um, that's some southern shit, Barlow Bend. I know, and everybody like when people ask me like where I'm going or or when they were asking me where I was going, I say Jackson, Alabama, because that's the that's the I guess the metropolitan area of <laughs> of Barlow Bend. That's the city part. You know what I'm saying? Big like, city, like my granddaddy used to say. <laughs> People don't know where Jackson, Alabama is either. They're just like, well, where is that? I'm like, it's an hour out from Mobile. That's the best When I, I told my you. mom Jackson, Alabama, she's like, you mean Mississippi? <laughs> like, no. No, I don't. Clark County. Where? No, Gaines, that's way down there. Gainstown. Still doesn't ring a bell. Yep, that's how that's how small it but is. But that's how. That's, it's, it's Mayberry, essentially. That's how I tell, like when I tell people I'm from, my parents are from Port Gibson, Mississippi. They're like, where Ooh. the fuck is that? <laughs> right. And then I'll be like, you know where all corn is? They're like, no. <laughs> like, like, well, have that, you heard of Vicksburg? That's when you got to pull out the map. Like, You're like you okay. are here. <laughs> like, we are in the middle of Vicksburg and Natchez. And usually people are, okay, okay. <laughs> the, it rings a bell sonically, but I still don't think they know for Black real people usually that. can tell, like, if you say around all corn state, they'd be like, okay. Mm. Or stuff like that but usually most people are like where the fuck is that and both sides of my family are from there yeah like i've been oh oh this happened this weekend but i didn't get to go my great aunt turned 90. Okay. I saw the picture. She don't look 90 either. She doesn't. She like, looks good. She's still, she's still in good shape. And uh, that's the last older person in my fam- on that side of the family. So everybody went to it, including my brother. Oh, I bet that shit was lit. Yeah. So, um, at, this is going to be some crazy juice genealogy shit. At, uh, <laughs> at, uh, at her party, my mom. Okay, how am I gonna explain this shit? <laughs> okay, my aunt Lee Violet is the youngest sibling of my granddaddy who died when my dad was a kid. Mm-hmm. One of their other siblings was named Margaret. 
So she also was my great aunt on my paternal side. She married my mom's great, great, great uncle. So they're not related, but I'm related to both sides of their kids. Double related. Yeah. And I'm related to a lot of people like that. So they were trying to figure it out. And that shit is wild as fuck. (laughs) So, because... All right. (laughs) So, they're my second cousins. And they're like my fourth cousin. Because my mom's... All right. My mom's dad. It was his great great uncle it's like doing the math I'm shit. already mind fucked <laughs> it's like that meme yeah it's like doing the math <laughs> with the algebraic <laughs> equations like so uh my I'm gonna have to show you the genealogy yeah my great 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 granddaddy was born in like 1840 and he lived to be 90 something years old so he had two different sets of kids he remarried in his like 60s and had kids in his 60s in his 70s damn nigga was still shooting in his 70s <laughs> hey stay shooting <laughs> <laughs> damn i'm sorry but hey it is what it is fam. that's fucking crazy yeah. so his youngest kid See, this Who, is why men need to be on birth control and not women. Yeah. Because yeah. our bodies shut down way sooner than fucking 70. He had like 20 kids. Woo. With two different women. Woo. That we but know of. Still. And if that nigga was still shooting like that, it's got to be tons of other. It might be some more. So. Jesus. So it's like was. a 20 year gap between like the two sets of kids. So his youngest kid was born like in 1917. Which is around the same age of my grandparents or great grandparents. Yeah. Well, no, my grandparents on that one side. Because my granddaddy on my dad's side was born in 1913. Okay. And his daddy was a slave. It's, it's some wild shit. <laughs> See, my grandparents were born in the 20s. Yeah. Like, my. The men in all my family. This is going to make it sound bad. The men on all sides of my family. yeah (laughs) essentially yes like they lived a long time they had multiple sets of kids that's crazy they outlived women i'm assuming because birth control rates were terrible for black women in the south especially then considering they're still bad now yeah so i think that's part of it that's just fucking crazy so yeah on those two sides of the family they were both there and my mom took a picture with her cousins that are also my dad's cousins. And they look just like my uh my mom and them people. No. Oh, that's one of her cousins. And one of my dad's cousins. That's why. They look alike. Yeah. Beans are fucking crazy. Yeah. So yeah, I'm double related to those motherfuckers. <laughs> yeah, my um my cousin, he has a two year old in um, he's mixed, but it's crazy because he literally looks how my cousin used to look when he was a kid. Like he's like, I think he's like 26, 27. Um, but when ugh, it is just so crazy seeing like 
the people that you grew up with have kids that look just like them like yeah it i like my mind was blown looking at his son's face like i i had seen him before obviously but like just looking at him older than like a newborn i was like oh my god this is you are your dad <laughs> so this is my fourth great grandday see the years he was alive mm-hmm. so he was having kids He was getting in. Those are all his kids. Jeez. So. Well, <laughs> to the women who think they can sleep with older men and not get pregnant. So, Douglas Butler, who's my fourth great uncle, was married to Margaret Woods. Wow. That is so crazy. Yeah. And look how long he lived. Oh, wow. They all living long. Yeah. So. So you gonna live long, my nigga? I hope so. Same. I gotta get my shit together. I quit fucking drinking like a fucking sailor. Even though they drink. (laughs) (laughs) This alcohol shit run deep, bro. (laughs) I was was bringing up that baby shit because, like, that was another, I think, added layer of depression because, like, on top of just having that feeling like, damn, like, my grandparents never got to meet none of my children or. Yeah. You know, I didn't get to, they didn't get to see me get married or, and, and I, I guess I can't really shout out my grandma, but she was never one to ever ask like, when you getting married? No, it was always everybody else. She never did. And so like, I really appreciate that for her, but that was just like a recurring thing this weekend, especially cause like, I don't know. I just love the kids. I was always with the kids and everybody was like well, Kim, you're like, you're next. When are you going to have kids? Do you want kids? And I'm like, yeah. And it's like, well, you know, like, what are you waiting on? I'm just like, they ain't going to just fall into your lap. Y'all just want me to push out a baby with no husband? Or yes. No, like, <laughs> no stable relationship with anybody? Like, what? And all my girl cousins were like. They ain't never stopped nobody before. I was like, I'm just waiting for, you know, a nigga that's actually about his shit. And you're just like, well, yeah, you just got to pick the one that's, uh the least annoying i'm like no i don't want to <laughs> i mean i guess it's usually how people choose but that was i don't know there was like an added layer of sad because i was just like literally all of my cousins have kids that are, are like around my age like 25 and up have kids speaking of which it's gonna be a nice transition uh speaking of uh dating and trying to find somebody uh, what did you think of that tweet that I retweeted about the girl saying that she doesn't do coffee dates? I thought that shit was bullshit. I thought she was on some real like princess bougie shit, but for no reason. Like especially looking at her profile, I'm like, bitch, you're not even that fucking cute to be out here having demands like this and be <clears throat> talking to niggas about not doing coffee dates and you only reserve coffee dates for business transactions and french i'm just like what the fuck like you can't sit down and drink some coffee with somebody on a date and consider that a date like what i'm pull up the tweet because it was so fucking stupid i think another thing too is like people have put um like what a date is in a completely different like box now i feel like everybody thinks a date has to be so fucking formal and that's not true like 
a date is literally just two people spending time together. What you actually do during that time really shouldn't fucking matter. <laughs> right. Especially because, um, like I was talking to one of my coworkers and I was like, I was talking to him about this. And I was, a coffee date is actually kind of the perfect date. Yeah, because it's chill. It's just chill. Like a coffee shop is a chill vibe. And even if you go like somewhere like Barnes and Noble or Books a Million, that makes it an even better date. Because you can walk around, look at magazines, books. see what what book somebody likes, what game somebody likes. Yeah, and it also and it could lead. It could uh, most coffee dates lead to like bar date. Like it could turn into like, hey, let's go get drinks now. Right, and then and now that I know you're not a serial killer, <laughs> <laughs> right, I, I can go somewhere else with you. Uh, it's uh, and even Books a Million, which is right up my alley, they have uh vinyl also, so you can also see. Since when? It's been a while. Vinyl is uh, out selling CDs and every other medium. Maybe I haven't really checked out Books a Million like that. No Want to go on a date? Damn, that's all I do all this time. Be like, yo, you want to go on a date, bro? Nigga, don't act like we don't be kicking it sometimes. Like we do shit. <laughs> we do. We do actually need to hang that's out. That's another thing you. I was gonna say too. Is I don't think people realize that like almost everything is a date. Like when you plan anything with anybody, it's a fucking date. People go on friend dates. Like if I say, hey. Casey, let's go do this this night at this time. That's a date. It's yeah. just not romantic. Like, I feel I feel like people t- put too much on what a date should be. Speaking of which, me and Chance used to go on movie dates. Most <laughs> and he would say like he would be like, "Yo, yo, I'm going on a date with you." Right? Like <laughs> we we dating. We going on a date. We finna hang out. We finna kick it. And he like, would clear his schedule, and we would go <laughs> kick it. He was a gentleman on each date. <laughs> he never did anything out out of uh he never took advantage of me it was always very nice he never expected anything from me at the end of he the day for my meals and he dropped me off like a gentleman <laughs> uh here's the tweet this man asked me out to, to coffee i don't do coffee dates told him i do coffee for business meetings and with friends happy to get coffee with you as friends his next text I asking me to dinner. See, God don't like ugly. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Men know they just want to see if they can lowball you first. But so I have so much. So first of all, if you only do coffee with business people or friends, and this is um. I guess your first interaction with this person, why not consider this like a friend situation and just go and kick it with this nigga and get coffee. Right. Like basically what you're saying is you want somebody to ask you on a literal formal date, like an expensive date is what you're saying. Like you're saying that you're turning down any nigga that's not asking to take you out to fucking Philippe Chow and, and, and you know, like that type of shit is what you're saying. Right. And, we could do that too, but at the end of the day, that's still not going to guarantee a successful date. Like, at no point is adding a meal into this going to change. <laughs> going to change with the dynamic of us. And then when I was talking to my coworker, she worked for a long time at uh, Mellow Mushroom, so she was talking about from a server point of view, 
you're trying to rush these people out. You're trying to get their food out, trying to make sure that you do everything right so you get a good tip. Yeah, coffee day, that's literally, ain't nobody rushing you out right. the coffee shop. You already bought the shit, so they like, as long as you don't tear the motherfucker up. <laughs> like, Because so, their coffee shops, they're hoping that you order more. Yeah, they want you to stay longer. That's why they make everything so peaceful and chill. At a restaurant, they're trying to get you the fuck out of there. And then plus, it's rude to talk with food in your fucking mouth so that's cutting off half of the conversation and it's probably way louder in a restaurant than it is in a coffee shop yeah and it's it's, uh glasses clanking plates everywhere like kids crying she was just doing too much like sometimes i really fucking hate this like internet philosophy of everybody gotta come on a thousand like (laughs) like the idea that by you doing this, you're going to weed out, let's just say trash ass fucking dudes. That's not a winning philosophy. Trash dudes are undefeated. <laughs> trash dudes going to get what they want regardless. Oh, yeah. If you was going to be somebody else. <laughs> speaking of trash dudes have you been seeing the other thing that's going on uh instagram where you have to choose the uh toxic relationships in the bait it's gonna be fun <laughs> did you see the kalani and uh yg are dating now yeah and that's really weird okay so what you want to go you want to go uh they uh they have a favorable partner men and women edition and then they have a toxic relationship men and women in addition definitely do the toxic relationship ladies first <laughs> so top seven toxic partners so i guess since i'm the only one attracted to women here i'm gonna have to choose one of these toxic women Okay, the first one is, is Rihanna on there. It's uh just common fucking tro- uh, oh, tropes. Like okay, okay, okay. I thought they meant like actual like <laughs> that would be even funner. Well known women, because <laughs> uh, then it would just be like women that people hate for no reason. Yeah. But oh, okay. So we can do this. We can describe that. Describe these things and then see who it might fit. Okay. Okay, the first one is the insecure girl. Zooms in on all the girls in your pics. Automatically hates every girl around you. (laughs) Pressed about whose pics you're liking. May go through your phone. Or quote, I don't get along with girls. Ooh, sheesh. (laughs) Me. Just kidding. No, it's not me. (laughs) The curve queen. (laughs) Great personality and fun as fuck. No one ever knows who they're dated. Damn, that's me already barely replies to text no that's not me no always busy when you want to hang out Uh, i'm just always busy in general right but i think you still make time to hang out yeah we should link is their quote (laughs) The, the heartless girl only hits you up at night acts like the homie when y'all are out oh wait i have seen that so the last one was uh kim posted that so shout out to her the last one she said she was that person 
the we should link barely makes time. Oh, the curve queen. The curve queen, yeah. <laughs> Acts like the homie when you're out, known to pop up with a new man if things get shaky. Damn. Emotional as fuck, but that's none of your business. Two hundred unread texts. I think I know this bitch. <laughs> I have never, we could talk about that, but I have never understood how people have that many fucking unread texts consistently. Like when people screenshot shit yeah, and they be having like 200 and something or like three, 400 and something other text messages. I'm like, open your shit. Like I, I hate when I have like one or two. That me are too. There. And I'm like, I gotta get this shit off my fucking Terrell screen. used to call me a sociopath for like having cleared out message notifications or like a low email count, but I just can't see. I, don't, I need to get better at my emails because I just be letting that shit just sit there. Well, I just turn my notifications off, so I don't even have the bubble over the top anymore. Right. I don't. I don't need that responsibility <laughs> in my life. No. <laughs> the pick me can make Alfredo five different ways. I don't know how y'all wear all that makeup is what she says. Oh god. Homebody always judging other women. Oh god. Agrees with everything you say. Ugh. I don't yeah, I don't like that one either. <laughs> the crazy girl. Uh-oh. Huge B Simone fan. <laughs> Known to pop up to wear sneakers often. Hmm. May destroy your property. Hmm. Usually generous as fuck. Her quote is, I'm crazy about minds and knows the password to your phone. Okay, so I'm 50 50 on that one. Like, yeah. I will pop up with some sneakers and I do like be Simone, but I'm not destroying no property or popping up on nobody. And you might know the password to my phone. <laughs> <laughs> I have never gone through anybody's phone. That's a really like invasive thing to me. Yeah. It's almost like going through somebody's journal. It It might actually be worse. Yeah, it is. The head over heels girl. Shit, that might be me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Based on the title, <laughs> loves the idea of love. Aww. Always posting relationship goals. Mm. <laughs> it's getting kind of hot. <laughs> Never completely single. Ignores blatant red flags. My toxic trait is that I love too hard. Damn. Yes. Attacked. <laughs> Triggered. <laughs> and then the final one is the user. No, no, no that's not me. Knows a guy for literally every, for literally everything. Never walks in line. Always walks right into every function. Hmm. Always on vacation, but never shows who she's with. Hmm. <laughs> Her quote is, I hate broke niggas. I know a lot of women like that. Um, yeah. So I'm definitely the head over heels. And I'm fine with that. I'm usually attracted to the crazy girl. <laughs> I am okay with that. Uh, yeah. I feel like that's the most like mentally sane out of all of the other ones. Uh, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's it's flaws with all that shit. <laughs> it is true. Um, top uh seven toxic partners for men. The good guy. Post every accomplishment. Oh, Does volunteer work just to post on social media? <laughs> Entitled as fuck. Poor communication skills. Be- and his quote is females never like good guys anymore. Oh my God. It is a guilt tripper. Oh my. That was. De- Ooh. Ugh, makes me cringe. 
Oh, we're about to make you cringe even more. Great. The player has five women in love with him right now. <laughs> That's how I said now. Nah. Always says the right thing. Calls all women love. Quote, but we're not we're not even together though. <laughs> Social media famous. Phone is always on silent. And then now I'm about to feel triggered. The inconsistent guy. <laughs> Text back late as fuck. <laughs> Seems super interested, then disappears before. <laughs> I mean, because of life. <laughs> Always has an amazing personality. I'm, I'm kind of dope. Uh, probably still entertaining his ex. Don't have one. Uh, three months later. Hey, I hope all is well. <laughs> Bro. Triggered. No, I think that's the one that Kim posts, posted and said that she's like that. But that's for men. I, mean, I think that it's multiple Are ones they? going around. Okay. <laughs> the no initiative guy. <laughs> he quotes, when when I'm going to see you, calls Ugh. and texts often but never plans anything. Ugh. Has to feel your vibe first before ta- taking you out. Probably has a girlfriend on the low. You you be playing this is other quote. Okay, I haven't I haven't encountered too many of those, but yeah. I definitely know a lot of those. <laughs> the insecure guy. You be playing is is code for you ain't trying to give up the pussy fast enough for me to uh stick around. Yeah. Yeah, he, he ciphered it pretty, pretty well. <laughs> Uh, insecure guy y'all females be too friendly oh god clocks your outfits <laughs> misogynistic Oof. hates all of your friends starts fights every time you have plans I think one of our best friends is that <laughs> that's what I was thinking but I just want you to say it the emotionally draining guy uh oh yeah. triggered Ooh, shit <laughs> expressing their feelings always turns into an argument post emotional memes on social media <laughs> thinks any tweet with 100 is a word <laughs> and wow <laughs> that is a classic fuck boy wow yeah yeah I'm kind of mixing that guy too I got fuck boy tendencies uh the Netflix and chill guy <laughs> never plans anything outside of his house. Always wants you to drive to him. Mainly hits you up after 9 p.m. Pop- possibly on house arrest. Hmm. Always ask, can I hold your car? Mm. No tons of niggas like that, too. Oh, hell no. So let's go to the favorable ones. We're going to go uh, seven favorable partners, men edition. This is interesting. The laid back guy. Somewhat quiet, but uh, powerful presence. Down for whatever. Eager to learn more about you. Intentional and positive. Great conversation. Uh, takes you to a f- food festival for a first date. I wish somebody would take me to a food festival. <laughs> the career driven guy. Motivating AF. Inspires you to meet your goals. 
makes time for you. Super loving when he lets his guard down. HBCU grad. I don't know why that matters, but <laughs> uh, takes you to happy hour for your first date. The playlist guy. <clears throat> why they got that picture of this nigga? <laughs> oh, that is definitely the playlist guy. Puts you on new artists, sends you a playlist for every mood you're in. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I was going to say, he probably got a playlist for every vibe. <laughs> Passionate <laughs> about his feelings and great at expressing them. Laid back and comforting. Takes you to a bar with a live band for your first date. The creative guy. Might be a photographer. <laughs> I don't know why they said it like that. Open-minded, challenges your views, and enjoys debating. Compliments you on the little things that makes you feel beautiful. And takes you to an art exhibit for the first date. The gentleman. <laughs> Polite. Family-oriented. Really enjoys your presence and invites you everywhere. Provider. Without being manipulative. Which they put an emphasis. <laughs> Takes you to a fun culinary class for your first date. Mm. Um, that's the what's the what's the name of that one? The gentleman. Okay, I the, think I'm identifying with the first one you read off and that one so far. Okay, the above and beyond guy uh, takes initiative, uh, direct when communicating, doesn't beat around the bush, great at courting. I hate the word courting. I do too. It's so old school. Yeah, and I think that's also what plays into a lot of that dating bullshit. Yeah. Like, where you feel like somebody has to do this or this to All this be serious. Shit. Yeah. Observant takes you to your fa- to your favorite restaurant as the first date. And then we got the one who escaped the friend zone. The one who got away. The one that escaped the friend zone. Oh. I don't, I don't believe in the friend zone. Um... <laughs> You already know him through mutual friends. Charming and flirting, but never inappropriate. Pursues you as a friend first, then common interests. Great listener, gives amazing advice, and respects your boundaries. Takes you to a concert for your first date. Baller! Uh, women edition. Wait, so, wait. You identify with one? One and six. Six. The gentleman... Mm-hmm. Okay, so seven favorable partners, women edition. Number one, I think we gonna have a winner off number one, the music lover. <laughs> <laughs> Judging your playlist right now, <laughs> loves debating after album releases. Amazing at communicating her feelings effectively. Loves having time to herself but also doesn't mind being in your space. Recommended first date, dinner with a live band. That sounds like me. Yeah. So far, but we are also on the first I one. I know. <laughs> like, because as I was going through the last one, I was like, it's parts of me. And even, Everyone. The, even the toxic ones were like, yeah. Yeah. I'm a fuck boy. I think we all have to realize that we all have a little bit of toxicity. Yeah. Of some sort in us. That's why I kind of like the way things are changing now to where people are kind of getting away from uh, quote unquote fake woke culture. Mm -hmm. And it's like, we're complex. We're humans. We all have negatives and positives. 
We're we're being more real with ourselves. Right. The free spirit. Gets oh, damn, gets that just sounds like me already. <laughs> gets along with pretty much everyone. Pushes you out of your comfort zone. Has done a lot of self-reflection and inspires you to do some too. Down for anything within reason. What's your sign? <laughs> that might be recommended first day as an open mic. Uh, no. <laughs> I don't fuck with that. <laughs> okay, so that's like 95% me. The about her business bay. Bad bitch, give a fuck about a nigga. <laughs> uh, works a lot, but makes time for what's important. Doesn't have time for the bullshit. Super organized, comes off uptight and acts actually loving and vulnerable. Recommend a first date, an intimate dinner. Yeah, I don't, that's the one I'm trying to stay away from. That's not me. This might be the comedian. Funny AF, but never tries too hard. You think I'm funny, nigga? Ow. Yeah, I love when funny. people think I'm funny. Mm-hmm. I think I'm funny. Shit. <laughs> Uh, says what's on her mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you almost choked on that fucking beer. <laughs> Triggered AF. Uh, getting along perfectly with all the women in your life. Yeah, I love women. Her presence is always positive and upbeat. Try, I try, I try, I try. <laughs> Relationships tend to start off as friendships first. Recommended first date, adult arcades. That actually might be. Oh, nigga. That's me. <laughs> that might be you. And then we got also the baddie, which also might be you. <laughs> Face on beat. <laughs> May seem unapproachable, but actually friendly as fuck. Damn. Secretly has a deep passion for all types of art. Never insecure when other women are around. Laid back, but never pushover. Recommended first date art exhibit. Somewhere she can take pics. That's fucking me too. That's 100% me. The woke woman. Oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> These are all just your multiple I personalities. the woke woman loves to read opinionated but respectful understanding but challenges your views (laughs) might be vegetarian (laughs) protects her friends and family at all costs recommended first date lunch and a museum okay i can identify with that minus doesn't eat meat I'm still out here eating the meats. <laughs> what do you do, baby? <laughs> I can't. I work in a barbecue restaurant, bro. Like, there just be ribs just out here for free. That's awesome. Them ribs be jumping too. I don't know if you ever had the ribs. Yeah, my daddy love them. Fuck. <laughs> when you get an old Southern black man to love your ribs, you're like, these niggas doing something right. They doing something right up there, Jim and Nicks. Do you hear me? <laughs> um, the, the last one is the spicy girl. I don't know what that means. Uh, a walking adventure. Oh, that sounds crazy. Okay. <laughs> wants you to be, wants you, but doesn't need you. Gives amazing advice and always makes you good about, feel good about yourself. Outgoing and social will put anyone in check when necessary. Booked and busy, <laughs> ambitious, 
clearly communicates her expectations and never settles. Recommended first date paint and sip. That's not me. I mean, there's some parts, but I... Who am I going to choose to... Like, the stereotypical me would be a music lover, but that shit might get annoying with us both geeking out over music shit. Yeah, y'all be sharing playlists out the ass. That'll it would just t- become a competition. I know, it'd be like, oh, have you heard about this then, shit? Right, then it would just get into y'all trying to find, like, underground shit. Like, I know, like, go to the most abstract shit. <laughs> like, <laughs> you don't like the MC5? <laughs> You don't fucking know. He think about 60s music. The who, nigga? <laughs> like, nah, I don't fuck with that white people shit. I'm like, what? <laughs> uh, I think I'm going to go. Which one did I say I was? Like five of them. <laughs> Which one did I say I was 100%? I think it was the fourth one or the fifth The comedian. One. Adult arcade. Yes. Speaking of which, we need to go to David. True. We definitely need to do that shit. That might be our, our next friend date, Dave and Busters. And I'm going to kill the trivia, bro. Bad. I got to get my monies back up. Yeah, what I got to do my shit. Being off for the weekend, kind of. Yeah, but you know. Yeah. Um, I'm going to Disney World next <laughs> month, and that shit going to be expensive. Bad and bougie. Bro, they open the Star Wars land though. I'm, I'm being that bitch, getting bent. <laughs> <laughs> it's a small world after all. So you didn't see anything about the Antonio Brown, like how he uh. He pretty much purposely was trying to get kicked off the uh, Raiders and got into it with his boss and just called him a cracker. <laughs> no. <laughs> and he was still going to play Monday Night Football. And then he released a video and then he got released. Then he got picked up by the Patriots right after he got released. So it looks like the Patriots orchestrated the whole thing. Now he has rape charges against him. Somebody filed a lawsuit. Rape charges. Jesus. That's only been a week. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. See, that's one of the reasons why fame just does not seem appealing to me. No. No. Mm-mm. There's, there's, uh, it's going to sound whack unless you understand. It's things about what we do on here that's kind of whack as fuck. What you mean? Like, people know a lot of serious shit about, like, me. <laughs> me and too I know but I'm saying it's like I don't think about it but it's also like yeah that is kind of weird I just talk to a microphone and people hear my actual thoughts you know I was listening to the read and Crystal shared like some really personal shit last week and really? she had the same kind of reaction I was thinking about you when she was reacting like this but she said she shared some shit about like her basically falling out with her dad <clears throat> over her being queer mm-hmm and um, I want to say immediately after the episode came out, she was tweeting like, you know, I shared some really personal shit and I'm kind of regretting it. I'm really nervous. I feel very weird. Yada, yada, yada. And I think even like a couple of days ago, she was still like, wow, I still can't believe that I shared this shit with a bunch of y'all. But today I was listening um, earlier this morning and 
she was talking about how a lot of people had reached out and how like there was um, a high school teacher who basically was teaching like a lot of kids that were either queer or trans that were going through a lot of shit with their parents and how the teacher was going to play like that snippet of that episode where she was talking about like her and her dad falling out and how you know it could help them and I'm like whenever we feel like we've shared too much I feel like we should we should just kind of like sit in the fact that no matter how we feel about that somebody's going to relate to it like there's there's at least one other person that's going to be able to get something out of it Two people have hit me up after I put it out there, and they, they kind of, kind of agree, kind of what I was saying, and I was leaving hints to stuff to where people would be able to, like, you know, you know, and then I was like, yeah, so we're all on the same page. Yeah. So that did seem cool. Also, for some reason, we had a major drop off in listens. <laughs> really. Yeah, like the episode, but I think it's multiple things, and don't know if I should have named it Kanye. <laughs> mm, nah, I don't feel like that would have anything. But like it was a it was a noticeable reduction in the listens, and I was like, but they couldn't have known what I was talking about in the episode. Now it was funny to think that people at first listened and were like the first ten minutes, of one co-host says he has a crush on the other co-host. <laughs> Yeah, but if you listen to the early episodes, that happened like every week. Yeah, <laughs> like for like months, three months, <laughs> and I was like, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> Got my bad bitch. I'm I'm taking my crush somewhere else. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, no, nah, I, mean, I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think we should feel ashamed about sharing anything personal. I don't necessarily feel ashamed. I just feel weird. You feel <laughs> you feel too seen. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, oh my god, they saw me naked. <laughs> but you have to realize though that like every human being has that, not moment, but just like everybody has that layer to yeah. themselves. Like every there's there's something about everybody, even the person who you think like puts themselves out there and like shares everything about their life. There's something about everybody that is like still sacred and that they keep from everybody else so if you ever like just get comfortable enough to share something like that i think it, it i think it honestly helps everybody regardless of whether somebody reaches out to you or not the other crazy part was i saw my auntie listen to three episodes i was like oh oh shit. yeah my mom's sister yeah now she ain't as strict as my mom but she said she loved it made yeah. me feel really happy that was cool too i was like okay turn up the aunties are out here. Yo, we are building. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's always weird. Like I've said before, to feel like, okay, people accept uh, at least a part of you. Especially mm-hmm. when you felt most of your life you were not normal at all. And then people are like, uh, I kind of feel that way also. Like, I want to say I felt like I was not normal until college. Like probably like twenty two or twenty three. Like most of me felt like I wasn't normal until I got to college too. But there's also been layers to that. And something about turning thirty 
but it makes me feel more realized. It's not like I've realized more stuff about myself. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't get me as sad as it once did because I understand me. I'm like, oh, wish I had found this information out when I was 15. <laughs> Could have avoided a lot of uh, running red lights. <laughs> nah, I mean, you but wouldn't have I- been able to receive it the same way at 15. But that's also why I think it's dope. Like, kids now have a lot of information that can lead them. Uh, they have a lot of access to venues that can lead them to on the right path that we didn't have. Yeah. That's and what you're saying. Like, so it's like, yo, you can, they have a lot of access, but are they using it properly? Cause when you think about it, when you're 15, do you really know to just research certain things or look towards certain things because you feel a certain way or, you know, like what, what are 15 year olds actually seeking out on the internet other than, music and fashion and like influencers and like famous shit i don't think 15 year olds are actually like self searching and soul searching the 15 year olds that were like me which i'm assuming there have to be 15 year olds that were like me because they've always been very sensitive 15 year olds who want to understand the world yeah i i think i could have found information that could have helped me like it's part of me that feels like if I was a couple years younger, I could be like even doper. <laughs> I'm other- trying to remember myself at fifteen and like what I was doing, what I was into. I was like heavily a band geek. I that would have been our sophomore year. I was trying to find myself, and I was trying to like see. I think when I was like 15, I was just trying to be cool. Like I had gotten to where like people didn't like fuck with me (laughs) and people like, Oh, this guy's kind of cool. I wasn't like super cool. It was like, people ain't fucking with me. So I'm like, how can I maximize? (laughs) And that was my whole focus. It wasn't even like girls or nothing. Like I liked girls, but it wasn't, that wasn't my focus. My focus was like, yo, I'm trying to be that nigga. <laughs> yeah, no, I was definitely, I think, I think I was just trying to be liked by everybody. I think that's, that's part of that age. You're trying like, cause you're, your second year of high school. You're like, yo, I'm trying to be like, by the time I'm a senior, I'm trying to be that nigga. Mm-hmm. So you try to set yourself up for that. And you make a lot of mistakes going that way. Then by the time you're like a junior, like a junior or a senior, you kind of like, man, this bullshit. I'm going to fucking college anyway. I'm about to ball out in college. I'm just sitting here waiting. That's I was, how I was. I like, feel like I was, I was, I was pretty reserved at 15, and even still. So my freshman year, I feel like my sophomore year of college is when I really stopped being as reserved. For one, because I was drinking more. <laughs> uh, for two, because that is when that was the that was the year that I fell out with my core group of friends from high school, and I had to kind of like rebuild and start over. I kind of did that too, and was like, 
hanging out with more people in my major and just like just because I my sophomore year of college I came back to A and M and all my friends were gone. Doug was in Kansas, Akeem was I think in California then, Tyrus was in the Navy. I can't remember if Austin was still in Tuskegee. I think Austin came back after the first or second semester at Tuskegee. Because I know my junior year, like, Austin was coming over here kicking it. Like, so we were all hanging out over here. But I couldn't remember. I think Austin only did a semester or two at Tuskegee. Because I remember thinking, damn, like, what happened? That was quick. Yeah, it might have been. Because he kicked it with us that first that. For our first freshman semester, he's they just kick it with us a lot, and then yeah, I think he I think he went back the second semester. Um, but yeah, I was rebuilding, so that's when I started hanging with all my brother's friends, as he likes to like to remind me then. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So, thank you guys for tuning in today to Suburban Pod. If you would like to follow me on Twitter, you can find me at Curvy Brown Girl. And you can find me at a kid named Juice. Some of our music today was provided by our good friend Corey Battle. You can follow him on SoundCloud at DJC Battle. New episodes available every Thursday.